Drew Doherty here talking with General Manager Nick Casario. Nick, welcome to town. We're excited to have you. And let's start here. When we move jobs in life, whether it's a general manager in football, whether it's an accountant, so on and so on, a lot of times we come to the new place and the person is identified as, oh, he was with that organization. She was with that organization. That's logical. We all do it. We all fall into that. But who are you as a worker, as a leader, and as a GM? Who are you going to be? Oh, well, first of all, thanks uh, thanks for the opportunity to be here, going to visit with you. I think, look, we're always a product of our experiences, right? And, you know, we're going to take bits and pieces of different people, different ideas, different philosophies, right? So I think the most important thing is just to try to figure out, like, what's going to work for the Houston Texans. I think the big things just that I've tried to provide or do is just try to be as consistent as possible day to day. Just try to work as, as hard as possible to help the team and do it with grace and, and humility and just trust others. So I would say those are some of the things that hopefully I will try to lead. And again, it's about earning the trust of, of a lot of different people and a lot of different folks. You know, I'm the new person here. So part of my responsibility is to have an understanding of, of what's in place and there's a number of great people that are here and, and part of the process is just try to figure out like what's going to work moving forward and what makes the most sense. And, you know, we're we'll just trying to make good decisions that are, are the best for the organization. Yeah. You bring up a lot of great people being here already and there's still some more great people that you need to hire, namely a head coach. What football qualities are you looking for in a guy that is going to be the head coach of this franchise? Ultimately, you're the, the face of, the, of an organization, right? You're the face of a group. So the ability to lead a large group of people will be, will be paramount. The ability to communicate a message and then get everybody to understand why that's important will, will matter, right? So each coach is going to have a strength or uh, respective you know, side of the ball in terms of their background and how, they, what they, how they've come up. But it's not necessarily about your particular, your skill on, on one side of the ball or the other. It's how do you communicate that message? How do you articulate that message? Are you consistent week to week with that message? And understanding like you're going to have to deal with some things that quite frankly, like, you can't prepare for. So the ability to adapt, the ability to adjust, to have some flexibility, both mentally, whether it's just practice planning, scheduling, week to week game planning, like we have an adjustment, personnel, and understand like that's going to happen, right? So not to be surprised by that and to be able to handle that and just continue to move forward and not lose sight of each week, we really have one opportunity to try to go out there and perform. So whatever we have to do to get to that point to optimize our performance on the field, that's the mindset that that individual should possess. And, you know, we're going to work together to, to try to identify the person that has those qualities. So with all that in mind, how important will the folks underneath him be, the assistants? How much of a teaching role do these folks need to have? Oh, it's an awesome question. Really, that's coaching is teaching, right? So the ability to communicate clearly. I mean, Joe Judge, who I, you know, work with, I mean, half jokingly talked about last year how, you know, he was a kindergarten physical education teacher, kind of half joking. But again, the ability to take a group of people get them to understand what you're telling them, what you're giving them and process that and be able to go out there and apply it on the field. Like that's your job as a coach. So being able to teach, being able to lead, being able to communicate clearly and get them to perform, that's what the role of an assistant coach or a coordinator may or may not be. So the head coach kind of sets the table, puts some parameters in place, but then ultimately it's up to the coaches in their respective spots 
to be able to take their group of people and your job as a coach is to get that group to go out there and perform and maximize their ability. And, you know, whether it's a player, a personnel, a scheme, whatever it may be, if we have to make a change, then we go ahead and make a change. But the, 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 what you mentioned there with your question will be critically important. You know, over the years, we've gone to pro days like in South Carolina, U of H, Baylor, Texas A&M, LSU. And in a lot of those spots, we've seen you up close and personal. You've been running the drills, throwing the balls to receivers, so on and so on. Why did you do that? Why was that important to you? And how much might that change, if at all, moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll take it as it comes. But I think really the, the core mindset behind that is just to have an idea of what you want to try to accomplish or what you want to try to see, then just to kind of take some ownership and not afraid to be hands-on as a part of that process. Not certainly to step on anybody's toes or anything like that, but you have a, a vision of what you're trying to accomplish in that particular setting um, and not be afraid to, to step in and, you know, try to help and serve. So more than anything, it's just the willingness to assist. You know, there've been several instances where whomever was there would ask and say, would you mind running this drill and say, no problem at all. So just have an open and to be able to do now, I'd say it's, it's funny because you're there to evaluate, right? And sometimes when you're immersed right in it, maybe you don't get, it's a lot happening pretty quickly because you have to communicate the drill. Here's what I want you to do. And then you're trying to evaluate it. But again, really have never been afraid to kind of, you know, roll up my sleeves and and get involved. And it's really just to kind of help and assist in any capacity necessary. Plus on top of that, I would imagine you glean some information that you might not normally if you're beyond the ropes and so on and so on. What about this time of year from the end of the season until the very first name is called in the draft? How much do you enjoy this time of year? Because the draft, each draft is a years long process, I know, but that little four month window, what's that like for you? How much do you enjoy that? Yeah, it's awesome. And I think what you have to do is you just have to embrace the team building process, right? It's not about one particular segment or one particular time of year. I think the draft is kind of its own bucket, right? Because of how much time it encompasses, call it from September all the way up through April, right? So that covers a pretty wide window. So we know that's kind of a fixed element. There's a lot of information that's been accumulated to this point that Lip and his staff have probably accumulated on that side. So now we take that information, we're gonna get a little bit more information relative to underclassmen declarations, all-star game performance, okay, and then you're gonna get some other measures and some data, whether it's the combine, their pro day, if in fact that's gonna happen, right? Because there's a chance that the environment would be such that, you know, that we're not gonna be able to do that. I think the overall team building process, just from start to finish, um, and it's constantly changing and evolving. There's a lot that goes on, and I think this is when everybody has the opportunity to have a voice, but I think eventually, You have to take all the information, process it, and then pare it down, and then ultimately just make a decision and then move forward. Well, Nick, congratulations again on the job. We know you're about to hit the ground running. You probably already have, but uh, (laughs) thanks so much for the time. Look forward to talking again with you very soon. Great. Thanks so much for your time. Really great to meet you. 